Selena, do kids need both a mother and a father? I mean, couldn't they just get by with maybe a mom with just a really strong community or maybe just a dad? Is it better to have both? I think everyone knows my answer, but are we going to leave them hanging until we get to the other side? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm asking this question. You've heard us yes, give our podcast. Both, both yeah. are necessary. And the reasons why we will share with you on the other side. Sometimes I think people see a nuclear family, father, mother, children, as a nice to have. Really? As like a, 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 actually, there's a book coming out in September. It's called uh, Two Parent Privilege," <laughs> and how and, and I'm I think it's an apologetic for okay. traditional households. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to read it, but yeah, I think people t- think that's a nice to have, but it's not really. You used the word in the intro, necessary. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, there are tragic circumstances that happen. You know, God forbid a mother or a father dies as their children are young or, uh, you know, there's a divorce or something that happens. That means that that child is being raised in a single family home or the child is simply conceived and birthed out of wedlock. Of course, all those things happen. Mm -hmm. But so many times we speak to the exceptions as if they somehow negate the necessity of the design. Right. And. But can you call a family, um, this is a bit of a, a rant here. So is a family something that lacks a mother or a father or a child? Ontologically, is that a family? If they don't have those things. If they, if they lack one of one or more of those things, if it's just a mother and a child, is that a family? The reason I'm asking this is because, yes, there, like I just said, there are exceptions that would necessitate, mm-hmm. I'm using that word again, a mother without a father in the family. That's the exception. Right. Is it still a family? Okay, I think we can make Make a case for it. it. But the point is, is our culture is doing something. They're shifting the narrative. They're trying to say, like, basically any family is a family. Anything you decide to call a family is a family. Two two dads, two moms. Right. You know, that should all be completely these these sides of the triangle are interchangeable. Right. And we're here to say, no, there's a there's a necessity inbuilt into the equation of a mother and a father right. raising there's, as mothers and fathers uniquely raise. Right. There's purposes, there's uh, design, and there are things that only mothers can do, that only fathers can do, and that design is, again, with mm. purpose, not just for here and now, but into eternity. Yeah. Uh, and there's designs within the child, within the person, uh, the needs that God has put in to each one of us, right? As we were once children, but. So I have a question. How dare you? How dare you draw <laughs> such definitive lines? Um, if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We spend our days creating content to help uh, families. So in this case, Fierce Parenting, you're listening to the Fierce Parenting podcast mm-hmm. or you're watching. Uh, we also do the Mar- Fierce Marriage podcast, which most people are aware of that one. Um, and we're, it's an honor to do this. We wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for our patrons. So we have a bunch of new, we have a bunch of new patrons. Thanks for the drum roll. You're welcome. Uh, because we've missed two weeks on the parenting side due to lots of stuff. (laughs) So, uh, so thank you to Molly heroes, financial consulting, very sneaky of you to come (laughs) in as a patron and create a patron account with the name of your business. However, here we are. Peter, Alexa, Shelby, Michelle, M, Judah, Jennifer, Haley, Eric, and Michelle. Again, it's a lot of patrons. Welcome to the Fierce Fellowship. The Fellowship of the Fierce Ones. I think we just call it the capital F Fierce Family. Okay. The big family. The Still big... figuring it out, I guess, but okay. I like that. I, yeah. 
gotta have F, right? Anyways, yeah. we're almost to 300. Or are we yeah. at 300 patrons? I can never remember. Yeah, almost Gosh, to 300. Praise said. the Lord. Yeah, we'd love praise to see that Lord. number go up. Your support matters. We cannot do what we do without yeah. you. Uh, by the way, and this is going to be a timely thing. I'm going to mention it. And so I'm sorry for listening to this episode after August, October of 2023. <laughs> but we have the Fierce Families Conference coming up. And if you were in the Tacoma area, Tacoma, Washington, or south of Seattle, you guys, this is the front, a gospel frontier. Mm-hmm. God is doing something in our area. I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Prayerfully, hopefully, Lord willing, the Fierce Families Conference will be a part of what God is doing mm-hmm. in this area. And so if you want to find out more about that, go to FierceFamilies.com. Uh, enrollment is limited. We actually yeah. I think we're about two thirds full at this point. Wow. There's two months to go. And so uh, we're praying that whoever needs to be there gets there. Yes. Um, so go to FierceFamilies.com. You'll find all that information there. All right. All right. We are going to talk about a quote from one of our favorite authors uh, and pastors, C.R. Wiley. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you have not. Um, he's on Twitter and all the accounts, but he's also a Washingtonian, a Washingtonian now. Yep. Not far from us. He lives in an aptly titled town called Battleground <laughs> where he is fighting the good fight. <laughs> it's true. And he's actually going to be at another conference at our church uh, in next month. So yeah. we are. Ryan found a quote on Twitter and it really just resonated with us. We appreciate the one book that we really appreciate and we would challenge you to check out is The Household and the War for the Cosmos. If you have not read that, get it, read it. Solid. I mean, just blew my mind. I think I read it in 24 hours. Uh, and the quote here is not from the book that I know of. It is it is just something he said. And we want to discuss it in terms of uh, culture, in terms of biblical commands and mandates and how we can then live that out uh, as faithful Christians. So I'm going to overlay this real fast because I think the temptation for me is to kind of think about these ideas and then like just say, okay, that was fun. That was a fun mental exercise. (laughs) But in this case, the hope is that by him articulating this and us talking about it, you can then press into your roles as mother and father Mm -hmm. and even and fill out those those roles even more from there. Right. There's attack. There's attacks on the family. This is an attack on children and parents. Um, And Mm. it's no it's no secret. But I think the battle is here. The war has been going on. Like, let's press into these roles that God has given us, understand them truthfully, honestly, confidently, and and, and walk those out and know what it means. Uh, So do you want to read the quote or do you want? Here's what he says. Mothers and fathers are not interchangeable. There's no such thing as a generic parent. Children need to know that their mothers love them, but they need to know that their fathers are proud of them. Mothers affirm being and fathers affirm doing. There's a lot to unpack. unpack. We're going to start with some of the cultural messages that are probably pushing that probably that are pushing back on this exact quote of there actually being a mother and a father. Right. Right now, we we hear the narrative that, you know, genders can be erased. They can be decided. uh, They're not really necessary. It's not really necessary to have a father or a mother. Just a person could help the child. Right. The child could help themselves. Maybe All that matters is consent and, and, and the world's version of love, I think, is what the argument uh, as as the argument goes, right? right? So as long as it's a consenting couple and the child is in a loving environment, um, <laughs> that is what you'll hear. Right, and you mentioned it. You mentioned it earlier. Like a parent can kind of be anything, right? A combo of whatever you decide: mom yep. or dad, dad and dad, mom and mom. Like there's, and the Bible is is pretty clear about what it means, and we'll get to this about what it means to be fruitful and multiply, and within what bounds that is supposed to happen. So again. 
you know, they're just saying that there is there's no distinct there's no distinctions. Culture is saying there's no distinctions. Their parents can just be a caretaker, somebody who's there. Um, and there's no need for both of them. Right. Like the child can do whatever, be whatever they decide. Um, they don't really need the affirmation. I mean, our government is already in the process of, of you know, basically taking parents out of the equation saying we'll just take care of them right so there's no need this for this affirmation from a mother or this authority of the father uh hmm. as you can probably as you're probably mulling over in your own head and as you're listening these these go blatantly against they fly in the face of of the bible of the bible's commandments the instructions that we are given um and for this we're going to unpack genesis 128 we'll go to 127 as well but uh, do you want to read? Yeah. So the the biblical commands going against, you know, this cultural pushback that are in agreement with the quote that we read above. Uh, so Genesis one twenty eight cultural back. mandate. The baby, if you're not watching, the baby's uh, getting really grabby. Just going back and forth here. <laughs> so I'm managing this. So Genesis one twenty eight, and God blessed them, and mm -hmm. God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it." And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. Right. Right. And so we do, we want to look at who is them, right? Like God blessed them. We'll start at the beginning of the verse. Who is them? Yeah. Well, if you go back one verse, it's Adam and Eve, male and female, right? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created yeah. them. And Literally then he goes. The prior verse. Right. And, then, and God blessed them. So yeah. God is, what does it mean that God has blessed a male and a female, Right. He's made them holy. He's made them sacred. They were set aside. They were not the same as the animals. They were yeah. not, they were given different distinctions, different attributes, different roles and responsibilities. So it is from this, and that's what strikes me here is you have the, the, the distinctions, male and female, he made them, he created them. Then there's this cultural mandate, mm -hmm. be fruitful, multiply, mm -hmm. fill the earth and subdue it. It's almost as if, uh, I'm using a rhetorical device here. It is as if, God said the two of you, male and female, need to do this together. You can't do it alone. Right. Um, I mentioned it in the past. When I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Masculine Mandate um, and talks about this a lot. And I think we need, we seem to remember. OK. And so, so many times we we see the differences between men and women as a result of the fall. It, OK, so everybody was all good. We were all basically completely <laughs> equal. And then the fall happened. And now all of a sudden you have this need for patriarchy and you have this this women are now somehow subservient to that. But then also there they will usurp uh, that and they will be divisive in these ways. And, and we will sin in our uniquely our, our, our unique ways <laughs> as men and women. No, th the roles were there in in the beginning before mm -hmm. the fall. There yeah. was already a head and helper. Mm hmm dynamic happening god created eve as the helper so yeah before the and fall, he there was assigned the adam to be the head right beforehand and so but now what happens at the fall is those roles were then the beautiful design that it is it was it was cracked and distorted mm -hmm. and uh and so then we see sin expressed in the unique capacities that men right, and women are able to express surfing. sin yeah. mm -hmm. through passivity through aggression on both sides of it mm -hmm. so uh Perhaps you already acknowledge that listener viewer, but it needs to be said here because the differences being innate as they are mm -hmm. inevitably work themselves out in our parenting. And that's what struck me about what Wiley wrote is that uh, mothers and fathers are not interchangeable. Yes. Uh, children need to know that their mothers love them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that, does that mean that they, they don't need to know their fathers love them? No. It's not what he's saying. No. 
he's making a distinction here mm-hmm. and they need to know how their mothers love them, but they need to know that their fathers are proud of them. Yeah. So this play, this plays into the idea that I've, I've, we've talked about in the past too, that fathers tend to be encouragers. Right. You know, I'm using the motion of pushing away. Like I'm imagining pushing a child out of the nest, right. so to speak right. in many micro pushes, right? right. Like <laughs> through, you know, learn to walk. Yeah. You might fall and bonk your, your, your elbow once in a right. while or try to ride the bike. Yeah. You might skin a knee, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here for it and I'm proud of you I'm here for the battle. I'm you don't here have to be for perfect, the, but you need yeah. to, you need to go. Right. Whereas a mother, the, the motion is bringing in close. Yes. <laughs> nurturing. So it's encouraging and nurturing. Right. And does that mean a father's never nurturing? No, no. Like when, when our daughters hurt themselves, like I'm right. the first one to scoop them up and, and well, hold them God, close. And God brings us close, right? When we are, I mean, I feel like that's part of sanctification is, is acknowledging sin, acknowledging what, what we've done wrong. And now he shows mercy and compassion mm. and draws you in. Say, look at like, you have already been forgiven. Guilt has no more hold on you as a parent. Like shame does not have to be your, your, uh, authority anymore. Like you, you don't bow down to any of this. I have freed you. I have brought you close. Uh, so that's I God, love you. God which we'll get to that affirming in yeah. and, and God is affirming in, the, in that sense. And he's nurturing in that sense. But then what does he do? What does Christ say? Now go, right. now go. Yeah. Yeah. So he's pulling us in, calling us his very own, but he's also saying go right and do, and do the, the uh, you know, the great commission, the cultural mandate, right. Do something with it. And that's right. why I was again, so stricken by what Wiley wrote is that mothers affirm being mm-hmm. and fathers affirm doing. Right. You're jumping ahead for me too. So that's, Sorry. that's where we're going with this. I mean, you just, you nailed it. So God bless them. We see 127 that God, Genesis 127, God created them, man, his man in his own image, male and female. So we have the distinctions. He blessed them. He didn't just bless one. He blessed them, right? They are holy. They're set apart. They're sacred. Uh, and they're set apart to glorify God to, they weren't just set aside and given status and dominion unto themselves, but they are created for God's glory and to multiply God's glory to go and fill the earth. So God blessed them. Then he instructed them, right? He, he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Both of you, you have to be together to be fruitful and multiply. You have to be together to fill the earth. You have to be together in subduing the earth. You need to ha- be together and having dominion over it. Right. And so mothers mm-hmm. being who they are, uh, sorry, mothers are affirming who they are, who the child is, right? You are an image bearer of the most high God. You are, for us, you are a daughter of the king, right? Here are the roles and responsibilities. Here are how you you honor God and how you take care of your family and how you love one another and how you uh, learn to, you know, as silly as maybe it sounds, but you learn to provide food and provision for your family in the home. Mm. Um, and this leads them, I think, into the father's teaching them how to do and affirming it, right? Like God doesn't say, go do these things and then you're my child. He says, no, you're my child. Now go and do Right. So again, mother is affirming the mother is affirming who they are, how they're loved. Here are your roles and responsibilities. Mm. Here's who you are. Here's who God made you to be. And then the father can step in. And again, I I think that mothers can also kind of be the encourager and the lover of like the bean, but also saying, okay, here's where you're supposed to go there. But there's nothing like a dad. There's nothing like a dad teaching a child what to do. Like, I remember there are a few memories I have with my dad, but like teaching me how to play catch. One of the greatest things I've memories I've always had, like teaching me to play softball or whatever and being with me on a team, like great memories. When you are with our girls slowly and tediously and 
sweating it out, trying to <clears throat> teach them how to like use tools or build something like their confidence is built up. They're excited. Their attention is a thousand percent right where you are. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And yeah. fathers, they just they affirm that. So how is how is that different? Right. Than affirming being. And you were just starting to touch on it. Fathers affirm the doing. You affirm, you instruct, you say, this is what you're doing. This is how you do it. This is why you do it. Right. And then the mothers, again, it's, it's, it's a multiplying effect. Uh, so, I mean, let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. So I think the more con- <laughs> this little wiggly baby, <laughs> so wiggly. The, it, the, so talk to, uh, you know, single moms. Okay. So right. you have a single mom listening to this thing. I want to be the best mom I can be. Right. I want to raise my children mm-hmm. to be, you know, contributors to society, well-adjusted, content, joyful, Christ honoring children, but I don't have a dad in their life. Mm-hmm. So I don't have someone to balance out the nurturing sure. and, and the, you know, loving them, their being. So what do you so do? So what do you do? Yeah. Well, God is gracious. Yeah. Okay. And this is why he talks to widows and orphans right. about widows and orphans. I would call a single mother is functionally a, a widow. Right. Um, and the church steps in. Right. And so what's the hope then is that you'd see strong men in the church under like step into this child's life right. and be father figures. Right. Uh, same thing goes for a single father without, right. you know, he's going to need help caring for the child, nurturing mm-hmm. the child. Well, I mean, the women of the church can step in. Right. Right. Um, and this, this is, this is uh, a lot of people will say, well, we don't have that kind of church or I'm not part of a church. And I said, well, that's a, that's a tragedy. And to me, that would press you further into the body of Christ to realize that this, that's an anomaly in the past 50 years where the church has become just kind of a sidebar to our lives. Like it's been central throughout history, yeah. like the gathering of the saints, the assembly on a Sunday, like living in close proximity, both geographically, but also in terms of the, the reasons you have to intersect with one another and people of, uh, the, the life of the church, meaning that you're living your lives truly alongside one another. So I think that's the ideal. I just wanted to speak to the, to the single parents. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who are single parents. I'm from a single parent home and you know, by God's grace, uh, the church really did fill in, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, there was, there's people that are still in our lives that were, that modeled, you know, headship and modeled, I don't want to say manliness. That's not the right word, but being a father, being there for their kids, masculinity, like godly masculinity that was there. That was even pushing me like playing basketball and sports. And I mean, you remember Chris Tanaski, like he would play with me on the court and I'd be like, felt like I was getting run over, but then you walk away and you're like, wow, I did it. Like, (laughs) like just pushing you to your limits and it's good. (laughs) Like that's how, that's how we grow. And that's where we, you know, become more of who the Lord yeah. is, isn't wanting us to be. And so I just, I think that God's, his triune nature just, just shows us both, right? He affirms us yeah. in who we are because of Jesus. He, and we are children. Yeah. He is the father, right? We know we are loved because of the gospel, because of the life, work, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Again, it all points to Jesus, right? Amen. God, the father, he loves us. He affirms us. He instructs us. And he's, we know that he's proud of us and he's, he instructs us in what to do through his commandments and the Holy spirit that mm. enables us, right. Leads us, affirms us, yeah. uh, teaches us, counsels us on where to go. And so yeah. God created the need for mother and father in each of us, in each of our children, right. We need, yeah. our children need us. Yeah. God is merciful. He's gracious to the single parent home. But again, his ideal, his option A for families is for a child to be born into a godly, healthy, committed, loving, covenantal marriage. 
That is the ideal. And this is our encouragement to you. Uh, if whatever stage your kids are at, lean into the unique role that you have as father, yeah. as mother. Not only that, but help your spouse lean into their respective role. Yeah. Like Selena, we always, so I'm, uh, as, as fathers do, like I'm always the one pushing them, you know, <laughs> further. And Selena's there like clutching her pearls. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Like we have this, we have this swing on a big oak tree in our, in our uh, driveway. And I push the, I, I literally have gotten to the point where I'm pushing them as hard as I can. He's like wanting to hit a branch. And I'm like, oh. the branch is probably 15 feet in the air. And maybe, maybe more, who knows? Maybe it's a hundred feet up. Uh, you know, at this point, it's hard to tell. Exaggerations is part of a father's job too. I would say. <laughs> especially in feats of strength, but I push them as hard as I possibly can. And the kids are just going nuts. They they're they're having a blast. They feel safe because obviously they've I've, never I've, fallen off of us. And foot. I've, you know, and I've built it in a way that will keep them safe, <laughs> you know, and then, but you're the yeah. one, but you're the one that like when they're sick, like I, I have to really fight to nurture them when they're sick. Like I feel bad. I want them to be better, but I don't like, what do I do? Like, do I, do, I'll just give you, you want some jello? <laughs> Here, here's a blanket. Throw it at him. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm better than that. But yeah. but you really excel in the caring for them and nurturing and in, in loving them in, in, the, in those moments. So put like lean into those roles and then yeah. marvel and encourage. And if you're if you're at a church other. where there's single parents, look at the needs no, of the family and, and step up and be that uh, answer to their prayers. Awesome. So if you're hearing us talk about this and it sounds uh, foreign to you because you don't know anything about Christianity or who Christ is, we want you to know Jesus. We want you to be part of the family of God. And that only happens when you place your faith in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit who gives you the faith and then regenerates your your soul. So uh, if all that is strange. That's all that's all weird language if you don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to leave you there. Here's our encouragement. If you have a Christian friend, go talk to him. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, I heard this podcast. They were talking about some stuff. I realized I need to know Jesus. Can you help me know Jesus? Right. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to pray with you, to talk with you, to read scripture with you. Number two, find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you can't find the church like that or you don't have a friend immediately available, we have a website that might help. It's thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Okay. Father God, thank you for the gift it is to be a parent. I pray for the for the for fathers and the mothers that they would understand the um, the beauty and the role you've given them as father or as mother, and they would lean into it and they would help one another to do the same. We love you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Fierce Parenting Podcast is. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time, stay fierce.